Sawbones is a show about medical history, and nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. It's for fun. Can't you just have fun for an hour and not try to diagnose your mystery boil? We think you've earned it. Just sit back, relax, and enjoy a moment of distraction from that weird growth. You're worth it. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. I'm your co-host, Justin McElroy. And I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Justin McElroy. Still, uh, you persist yeah, as I, Justin. I persist. You continue to be Justin. Justin ad infinitum. Good. Uh, Justin. Ad astra. You, yes. you seem to enjoy last week's episode so much <laughs> in that, in a, in a perverse way. Yeah, I, in the way that I like dunking on people who are lying. I thought I would continue that theme somewhat this week. Um, I, it's still we still do a lot of history on this show, so I found something that I think serves both masters. It is it, oh. it is both historical and current quackery. I love that. That's both. And and again, something that we have gotten a lot of emails about recently. A lot of people are excited to hear about this topic. Uh, you mentioned actually, you got one like. As we were about to start recording. As right? we were about to start recording, I looked and we had another email suggesting this. So uh, thank you to everybody who has tweeted and Facebooked and emailed, including Theo and Arthur and Jasper and Dana and Megan and G and Lucy and Claire and Lux and Sarah and Jennifer and Charlie and Renee. Wow. And more. Hot topic. Et al. There are many. Uh, for the suggestion of Black Sav. Black Sav. Sav. We checked on this. Yeah, I'm just good. There's there's some behind the scenes stuff for you. We checked on the pronunciation of this because I've always said black salve and Justin said black salve. I've always said salve. Cindy said she always wants to say salve. So I try to convince her. This is OK. Come with me where I where I come from. You can say salve. We looked into it and it sounds like salve is most most accurate. But then in the U.S. in the U.S. maybe U.K. does more like salve. salve. I, either way, I think they're both acceptable. So feel comfortable with however you choose to pronounce black salve but do not feel comfortable with using black salve as we as we shall discuss uh i knew nothing about this which is surprising considering how many people recommended that we do an episode on it uh it's been it's been in the news this year i think is why not necessarily this month, but within this the last few months. What's so, been the uh, What's been the reason well, for that? Let, let Let's break Let's break down what it is first. Okay. Do you know you have You probably have no idea what black salve is. Not a clue. Okay. The components of black salve, or you may have heard it called cancema. Cancema. Nope. That's another name for it. Um. There's also I I saw some people refer to it as red salve, which seemed like should it should be a different thing completely but, but it, it is just because it, it seems like a completely different like, I, I saw it used interchangeably okay. um and it it can contain a variety of herbal substances which is why you most often see it marketed as a natural 
cure of sorts. But the primary herbal component that it most commonly will contain is blood root. Blood root. Because I've also seen it called just blood root salve. Blood root is uh, sanguinaria canadensis is the scientific name in case you're curious. And it's the root of this plant. Blood root. Sang uh, being uh, related to blood. Hey, good one. Because like sangria is made of blood and oranges and stuff. I don't think sangria is made of blood. Honey. Not blood. Not not made of blood. Yeah, honey. it's actually. I'm not gonna think that. I know sangria is not made of blood. Yeah, that's positive. not within like the realm of medicine, really. But it is some. You know things that aren't necessarily medical. And I feel comfortable with the declaration that sangria does not contain blood. Okay. Or at least it shouldn't. Here, here come the, here <laughs> come the tweets. You're do, uh, you're doing sangria wrong. Here come the tweets, Sid. <laughs> Okay, there can be other herbal things in black salve, just in case you're curious. Uh, things ranging from red clover to burdock to poke root to turmeric, all kinds of different herbal components. But it seems like if you really want it to do well, what you think it's going to do, you need the blood root. And the reason is, and we'll get into this a little bit more, blood root is a known escharotic. It, I have never heard this word before. It creates an escar. Which is like a scab. Uh, okay. It destroys go. cells. Okay. It irritates your skin and destroys cells. It's known to do that. If you apply enough of it to your skin, it will cause so damage. We're seeking this out because it causes damage. Which is probably why, it, you know, if you think about it, probably why it's called blood root, huh? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's it was thought to be like a drawing thing, like it, like that old concept of something that could draw Drawing out, out the blood, right. yeah you so you draw out infection or cancer or illness or whatever whatever era it is whatever we think is causing the bad thing you can draw it with this a blood root probably named for that right. um, and people observed that by naturally interacting with it and going ow would be my guess <laughs> so you don't know, like process it is naturally it yeah blood root just does that yeah the right. root the, the the rhizome of it the root uh, the the herbal part of this of black salve kind of falls apart with the other ingredients though because black salve almost always includes zinc sulfide. Uh, it, there are I did find some formulations that didn't include that, but the vast majority of what you're going to buy if you buy this stuff contains zinc sulfide, and the reason is that zinc sulfide is very much so a. Uh, a, an escharotic it will it will definitely destroy tissue it's oh, very so good at two that tissue destroying thing yes <clears throat> so you've got you've got this zinc compound in there which if you want to get completely technical can it be found in nature because if we're going to argue with people who say this is a natural cure the question is is this something that's naturally occurring well most of the time no you make this with a process of uh you combining zinc and hydrochloric acid and and the stuff that you're finding in black salve, that's what's happened. It is a synthetic chemical that's been put into it. Okay. So it is not naturally occurring. Now, technically, there's a very rare mineral called simoncolite. Okay. Which can contain this. So it, technically speaking, it could be naturally occurring, but the stuff that you're buying has been synthetically created. Okay. I, I don't really care about such things as I am a proponent of medicines that are synthetically created. But since the naturopaths do, there you go. it's not naturally occurring. 
Uh, this synthetic chemical is usually used in things like textile manufacturing and, and metallurgic fixtures for soldering galvanized iron. That's typically what it's used for, not putting on your skin. And in a lot of black salves you'll buy, it's the main ingredient. You keep saying black salve, and I keep thinking <clears throat> you're going to say black Sabbath. And no. It's really hard to not to not assume that you're saying that every time. This has no affiliation with Black Sabbath. We should have led with as that. As far as I'm aware. They're very litigious. <laughs> the the salve may also contain something called DMSO, dimethyl sulfoxide, which is a again, it's a synthetic uh chemical. It is manufactured from this stuff lignin, which is a byproduct of paper production. Mm-hmm. Um and it Basically, the idea is if you include DMSO in your black salve, it will penetrate the tissues more deeply. It helps to penetrate through the layers of skin further. Um, not all black salves contain this, but again, if it does, this is a this is another synthetic chemical. I say this just to underline the fact that this is not just like so we bought some, we found some plants and we made right. a paste and put it on your skin. Now these are synthetic chemicals that are put in there that definitely can damage human tissue. Okay. Um, so far, this stuff doesn't seem great, Sid. This has been called before the specifically blood root nature's scalpel. Okay. And the reason is that it is very good at destroying human cells. An escherotic, you might say. <clears throat> yes, an escherotic. Uh, there has been a lot of argument as to whether or not black salve has some sort of ability to discriminate between human cells that are just regular old human cells and cancer cells mm. this is where this comes into alternative medicine the well, idea say there's that, been a lot of debate mm. about it between him uh scientists and not scientists there we go so yes. not much of a debate not exactly mm-hmm. a debate as, as such i mean people have done people have done studies to try to figure this out because the thing is the idea that we find some medicines by looking into plants is not that's not a wild idea I think digoxin, which is a medication that we use uh, for certain cardiac condition, it came from a plant. So it's, you know, that's not wild. It's just. No, that's not what I'm. I'm drawing attention to the fact that and I think it's something you and I could be more careful about on the show. But I think everybody could be should be careful about. I think there's a I think there's a danger when we're doing stuff like this to frame things as a debate. You know what I mean? Like there's been some discussion. I think that terminology is like loaded because it's like, well, the scientists say this, but the non-scientists say this. Well, there's not a debate. It there's it uh, doesn't work, but some people believe it does. Right. That, that's more. Thank yeah. you. That is what we're trying to get to. And and I think, but I think it's important to know that people actually looked in to see if it did. Which you checked. Uh, yeah. You checked. Well, I mean, I think I don't think anything should just be dismissed offhand. Well, no, that's not true. I do think some things should be dismissed offhand if they're ridiculous. But it is not ridiculous to find a plant, see that it does some damage to human tissue, and say, I wonder if it selectively kills cancer cells. We should investigate that. Chemotherapy, right? Yes. I mean, same same idea. <laughs> same like idea. That, that probably seems, you know. It seems wild. I mean, because that's the thing. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about this. But when we're when it comes to cancer treatments, the idea that people are looking for new, better, safer ways to treat cancer with fewer side effects that's not a wild idea every i mean that's what doctors and scientists are doing because it's never ideal to have a medication that while yes it can help kill cancer cells will also destroy some non-cancerous cells and make you sick while you're getting it now 
if that's the only alternative and it it might, you know, kill the cancer and give you a lot more years on this planet, then sure, it's worth taking that risk. It's worth having those side effects. But if we can find less toxic ways, of course we want that. So I, I don't think that search is a bad thing. It's what scientists are doing. It's just that if something's a dead end, it doesn't matter how much you want to sell it to people. It's a dead end. Right. And you should look elsewhere. Got it. Escherotics, by the way, were very popular in the 1800s. And this is where you're going to see this black salve come from, this this period of history. And there are proponents of black salve who will tell you it is way older than that, that it dates back to their references in some, you know, ancient Egyptian medicine where you can find them talking about medicines that scar the skin and how important they are and and all this kind of stuff. Um, they've found like evidence that maybe they could they could make this synthetic zinc compound as well. And so they knew about the possibility of zinc to kill cancer and that kind of thing. Basically, that that classic uh, ancient medicine thing of any effect is a good effect. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it perhaps it does date back that long. For me, it doesn't matter how old something is. It either works or it doesn't. We definitely know that in the 1800s, this interest in applying different substances to the body to especially to treat what we were starting to understand was cancer, you know, or tumors, uh, was very popular. The idea that like something uh, that was very acidic or very alkaline or uh, some sort of heavy metal that you could put on the skin and you would see like visible destruction was a good thing. You would get an eschar, a big scab would form and fall off. And the thought was that you had destroyed the bad cells and you were saving the person. And there were a huge range of substances that were used at the time Things like mercury and arsenic and zinc was used, copper, all kinds of substances, not just, you know, this black salve stuff, um, were very popular for any kind of skin condition that was thought to be cancerous. And if you look at the alternatives, it's not surprising. What they did before that, before they had chemical escharotics, is they would put a hot iron on it. Yeah. To destroy it. Yeah. So this isn't like a wild idea that people would say well this seems like a a better <laughs> yeah this is a much easier way to burn the flesh off <laughs> or surgery Thanks, science. that was the other option was surgery let's just cut off the whatever this cancerous lesion is um which was probably a better idea but we didn't have anesthesia sure so certain so a lot of people were a lot more willing to try escharotics whether or not they were more effective um the formulation for black salve in particular probably dates back to an American surgeon named Jesse Fell, who practiced in the 1850s. And he observed uh, people native to the regions of the U.S. that he was uh, practicing in. He observed them using that blood root that we talked about. Mm -hmm. um, and he thought, well, this seems to destroy things on the skin. Maybe I can use this for cancers and stuff as an escharotic. And so he combined it with zinc chloride. And there you go. The rest is history. The black salve um the reason that people probably thought it had some legitimate use we can trace to a dr mose frederick edward mose who practiced in the 1930s um and and all throughout the 1900s and he was a dermatologist and he specifically was looking at better ways of treating skin cancers mm -hmm. because the idea at the time was that you had to cut out the skin cancer and take a pretty wide margin to get make sure you got all the cancer cells right right and this could be very disfiguring depending on how large the skin cancer was 
Well, his idea was that you could use this solution and his was a zinc chloride solution, which was very similar to black salve. He called it Mose paste, but it was it was very trademark that it was very similar. It had it had that blood root in it. Um, But you would put this paste on a very teeny layer on the area that was cancerous. You would leave it there to destroy and fix that area. That's what he found. It was a fixative. It would destroy. It would kill the cells without (coughs) disrupting their architecture, Mm -hmm. without disrupting the way they looked. So that then he could the next day cut off that area of dead skin, look at it under a microscope and see it if he got clean margins, like see the cancer cells. So that's why it was so revolutionary. It was a way of killing, but also saving the cells so you can examine them. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes. So he developed this technique, Mohs surgery, where he would put some of the Mohs paste on, leave it overnight, cut off that skin, look at it under a microscope. If he got clean margins, great. If he didn't, put more of it on, bring it back the next day, so on and so forth. Now, over time, this evolved to a point, because we still do Mohs surgery today, by the way. This, This is still a procedure that is commonly done for squamous cell skin cancers basal cell skin cancers by real people by real doctors some kinds of melanoma no it's it's a very it's a it's an important surgery and it has great results but we don't use that paste anymore we have better ways to do just fresh tissue sections and look at at it under a microscope while you're doing it and it can all be done in one day for usually and it's a much more advanced procedure and we don't use that paste but i think the fact that this very legitimate great surgery that preserves as much healthy tissue as possible, but also treats skin cancers. I think the fact that in its origins, we were using something similar to black salve mm. gave it a lot more legitimacy than it deserves today. Fair. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. Um, but no, most surgery is legit and done by real doctors. And if somebody suggests that for your condition, you might need it, then I would believe them and go to someone who does it. Right. Um, it, yeah, no, it's a very advanced, important procedure. Um, But, as I said, because of this, uh, a lot of people began to believe that maybe Black Sav still had this use because, hey, this great Dr. Mose who invented this surgery that is totally legit and works really well did use this. And now doctors don't want you to know about it because they want to do surgeries because surgeries pay so much more. And they don't want you to just use this secret Sav paste, whatever you want to call it, because we're, I don't know, evil and money grubbing and all the usual stuff that people say about us. Um, it is worth noting that Moe's also used to put it on gangrene. That probably worked too, right? It would work because it destroys both healthy and dead and cancerous because it just destroys tissue. Right. So I think, I think that's an interesting point to note when you start to argue, does it only kill cancer cells or not? Doesn't. It kills all cells. cells. Yeah. Cells. Uh, so anyway, this should have been the end of, of Moe's paste of black salve. It should have been the end, but it's not. Uh, why not? Well, I'm going to tell you, Justin. But first, let's go to the billing department. Coming again. Let's go. The medicines, the medicines that escalate macabre for the mouth. We have just started rehearsing for the summer theater. That's right. Summer starts in March around these parts. And that means we don't have much time at all in the evenings to make dinner. But we will not be just consuming Wendy's, uh, although... There will be some Wendy's consumed, but we are going to have a little extra help with Factor, which delivers ready-to-eat, delicious meals right to your door, and not like junky stuff you get out of the freezer aisle, whatever. This is real, high-quality, chef-crafted stuff 
that in two minutes you're ready to eat it. I'm talking about some Southwestern-style turkey and mac. I think this week I'm going to be enjoying a shredded chicken taco bowl is 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 part of my plan. Um, but they got like fancy stuff. Listen to this. Where are you going to get this? Truffle butter filet mignon. I mean, seriously? From 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 a, a box? Pre-prepared? All I got two minutes? I mean, filet mignon? That sounds delicious. Yeah, it sounds delicious. And you can give these a try. And it's not just these meals. We're talking pancakes, smoothies. They got some great wellness shots that are surprisingly delicious. And the meals you just eat and eat. There's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup. Get as much as you need by choosing your meals every week. You're going to get exactly what you want. No surprises here. Uh, and the meals, I can say, are delicious. So what do you got to lose? Head on over to factormeals.com slash sawbones50 and use code sawbones50 to get 50% off. That's code sawbones50 at factormeals.com slash sawbones50 to get 50% off. Sydney, you know how you're always saying that you'd like to build a Justin McRoy fan site full of all your favorite quotes, clips, videos, and hunky pictures of beloved podcaster Justin McRoy? I don't remember. Well, there's that- no need to wait any longer, Sydney, because Squarespace is going to make it easier than you could possibly believe to make a website uh, all about your favorite hunky podcasting superstar. I don't think I was going Squarespace, to— Squarespace, what is it? It's a tool—think of it as— the palette, the palette of a web design artist. But you don't have to be a web design artist. You could just take stuff off the palette that is created by real people that know what they're really doing and put it from the palette onto the easel. The metaphor is broken down. Basically, you're going to be able to create great-looking websites that have fantastic customer support and help you unlock your creativity and do whatever you want to with your small business or podcaster obsession. You can sell products. You can uh, post your videos. You can share your stories about how Justin has shaped your life and is also a fantastic father. Folks, you got to stop waiting to make your Justin McElroy fan site. Go to squarespace.com slash sawbones for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch your Justin McElroy fan site, use offer code sawbones to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Uh, now, Sydney, why is it? Why are we still talking about Black Salve? Not here, but as a people. Okay. By the way, everybody, sorry I sound like this. I, uh, you know, you don't have to apologize. Yeah, I just didn't want people to think it's like a new thing I'm doing. It could. I mean, it could. It could be a new thing you're doing. If you I want, I mean, I, I can't do this at will. You could try, maybe right. a little harder. All right. Fair okay. Enough. The okay. So the thing is. Black Zav is still available for purchase today, despite the fact that we obviously have better ways to treat skin cancer and even most surgery, which initially used something similar to Black Zav, does not at any at this time use it at all. Um, it destroys cells. So that's I think part of why people are still attracted to it is that uh, one, for whatever reason, patients with dermatologic conditions and especially like dermatologic cancer cancerous conditions are more likely to seek out these alternative therapies than patients in general and i don't know if that's because like the idea of putting something on your skin seems less harmful you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah. like I, i have this skin cancer and the doctor told me like we need to cut it off at some point but 
you know, we don't have to, this isn't like an emergency. We don't have to do it this day, but we do need to remove this. And so like if some patients think, well, maybe it's something I can handle on my own and this natural product, I don't really understand, but it's natural. Everybody, the natural fallacy. Everybody always thinks if something's natural, it's, it's, it's fine great. And safe, yeah. yeah, it's better. And then also you're just putting it on your skin. You're not ingesting it. So maybe that's why All it's perceived right. as less toxic. I don't know. But for whatever reason, people with dermatologic conditions are more likely to seek out these sorts of therapies than just like general patient population. Yeah. I thought that was a very interesting fact. Well, Um, and also I think that there's a, uh, I think there's a sense that you could tell if it's working or not a lot easier than something that's on your liver. Right. I mean. That's very true. It's it's really easy um, with this substance. If you apply it, you will see a result there will be a change yes because that's what it is meant to do is it the the chemicals in it will destroy cells now again a a lot of proponents will argue that it is mainly destroying the cancer cells and leaving behind all the healthy cells uh studies have shown that it the various components in it which all in in and of themselves can destroy skin cells so like the the zinc can the um the blood root can, like the different components are all very good at, they're all cytotoxic, meaning right. they kill cells. Uh, and different ones kill them to different degrees and different kinds and different ways, but they all will just kill skin cells, the How deeper is... deeper tissues, deeper subcutaneous tissues, as well as... Is cytotoxic different from escherotic? Well, cytotoxic, I mean, specifically they kill cells. Escherotic is usually referencing like the formation of the escar, which is like a big like black scabby thing. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Got it. So, I mean, yes, they're both, I guess in a way they're both destroying the the skin cells, but something that's cytotoxic isn't necessarily created in escar. Like think about if you took something internally that's cytotoxic. Got it. Right? Yeah. Okay. So you what, once you put on the black salve, it's going to ulcerate, create a big crater, big hole, <sighs> and then you're going to get a big giant scab and it will fall off. And you're going to have a big gaping wound. And the idea is that you should let this wound heal by what we call second intention, secondary intention, which means it just, you just, you don't fix it. You just let it heal. Which, uh, so first intention is like, we sew you back up, right? You have a surgery, you get it sutured back up. They don't just leave you with a big open wound and say, don't worry, it'll close. Sometimes for things that are infectious, we let them heal by secondary intention, meaning we don't completely close it up afterwards i mean we're not going to leave like a hole to your insides but sometimes there's a purpose for that in medicine in this case it's just you'll be better off if you just let the big gaping wound that the black salve has caused heal on its own uh and that is not going to give you the best cosmetic result by the way that is one that's one that's one thing we find a lot with people who have used black salve is that Aside from whether or not it actually did anything for the cancer, which it almost never does, you're also left with a really awful wound mm. that you probably don't want, yeah. I would assume. Um, there have been multiple cases of people using black salve and then coming back in to actual doctors, to traditional medicine, to try to fix the damage that it's done, which is why, and I think this might be why it's getting so much play now, because some of these cases have been really recent. So there was one case where a woman presented with what was probably at at the time an isolated melanoma. So based on the initial reports from her presentation, and this this played out over the course of seven years, so it's hard to say, 
she was she they found this lesion they thought it was melanoma they scheduled her for surgery she never showed instead she went and used black salve she came back in a couple times uh for reassessment but never really followed through with the treatment plans and by the time she finally showed up seven years later uh with a lot of other symptoms it had metastasized to her lungs and her liver and she had a big lymph node in her groin that was causing (sighs) Blockage, and so anyway, her 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 prognosis had she had it removed at the time of initial presentation was like ten year survival of eighty seven point nine percent, and by the time she actually had it treated by traditional medicine, her ten year prognosis was two point five percent survival. So the black salve didn't work, of course, and it delayed her treatment to the extent that I mean they they probably could have cured this had she had it done uh, initially. There was another patient who had a nodule on his chest that was found to be melanoma. He, again, didn't follow up with his real doctors, went instead to some sort of naturopath or somebody who prescribed him black salve. He used it for like eight months and then came back with a big ulcerated wound on his chest as well as a lung mass. Because if we're talking about melanoma, it, it will metastasize most likely um, somewhere else in the body at some point. <clears throat> Um, the, in 2002, and cause this has been on the radar of actual medical professionals for a while, you know, this is, I think there's been a lot of interest in it in just the last year, but this has been on the radar for quite a while. In 2002, the archives of dermatology published several different case reports, um, from patients who had tried to use some sort of black salve escherotic type agent to cure their own skin cancer. And here's the thing. If you have a very superficial squamous cell cancer, you might use this and it go away and you think that you've actually treated it, right? Right. Yeah, like it might temporarily look like you fixed the problem. But um, like one patient found, it looked like the visible tumor was gone and it worked. But when they, when they came back for a biopsy months later, they found that there was still cancer underneath the skin that it did not get because you have no idea what kind of cells you're killing with this. Right. You don't know what you, you got a big scab. It fell off. You got a scar there. Now it looks okay. You assume the cancer has gone. You have no way of knowing it is. So that can happen. Um, There was another patient that it looked like they actually did manage to get all the cancer cells, but there was so much damage done to their skin that they ended up having a, a series of plastic surgeries afterwards to try to repair the giant gaping wound that resulted from the use of this. Um, there were other patients who had, I, I mean, had nose reconstruction as a result. Uh, this was a common thing I found people who had like cancers on their face and decided to use this instead of surgery. I don't know if it was the fear of the surgery that drove them to use the black salve, but uh, the result was a lot of reconstructive surgery. I mean, this stuff can can destroy cartilage too. So. Ugh. People had like their entire noses reconstructed after, I mean, basically it ate it away, more or less. The black salve destroyed their entire nose. Um, There are lots of testimonials you'll find on the internet from people who use black salve and claim that it works. And I think that it's important to know that a testimonial does not equal a study. It's it, it's not the same <coughs> as a published result. Mm-hmm. And and I think that this is common for a lot of these alternative medicine kind of fake cure things 
that you'll find a lot of testimonials from people claiming they work, but you won't find a lot of studies that claim they work. Mm-hmm. And that's because they don't. You can always find somebody who will say that something worked for them and maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Maybe it wasn't a skin cancer. Maybe they had something else that they thought was a skin cancer. They put the black salve on it. It fell off. Because right. people will use this for minor lesions too. People will use this for things like warts or skin tags or um, there are a lot of things that can look like skin cancers but aren't. Uh, and these and you're we're not getting a lot of tissue diagnoses to know what people have. So they'll claim that this cured their skin cancer when actually maybe it just made a wart fall off. Mm. And what damage did it do in the meantime? Yeah. Um. So, again, I I could go on. I have a lot of different cases where there was a woman who went in to a naturopath for a sore shoulder. But while she was there, she said, I also have this bump on my nose I don't like. What do you think about it? And the herbal and the naturopath was like, here's this black salve. Put this on your nose and it'll go away. Um, She started developing like painful red streaks down her face after she started using it. And they told her that it was a good sign because cancer is a crab and this resembles a crab. So this must be working. Wow. She put more of the black salve on. Um, Her nose sloughed off. Eventually, her nose came off. And 17 plastic surgeries and three years later, she had her face reconstructed from the damage that the naturopath um, did. And, and uh, if you look up these things, because I mean, it's still marketed online, you can still, you can still buy this stuff online. Cancema, like I said, is, is one of the brand names. Um, they will tell you that it is a miraculous product with a miraculous history with roots that go back to the late 19th century. And only suppression and greed have prevented its enormous benefits from being made available to the mainstream. They're very clear that if you use it wrong, you might lose your nose or something, but it's your fault because you used it wrong. Perfect. It's not the product. Yes. It's your fault. Um, and they tell you that if you have a lot of pain, that's normal. If you have pus coming out of it, that's normal. Don't worry. Lots of pus might happen. You might have to change your bandage constantly because of all the pus coming out of it. Totally fine. Don't worry. And you, if you're really concerned, you could always consider putting hydrogen peroxide on it, um, which we've done an episode on before. We know that doesn't work. We, when we decided to launch this show and not have, and I have cursing, that seemed like such an easy decision at the time. And as we've gotten into some of these more modern ones, it's become uh, increasingly challenging would be a way to put it. Uh, the, the most common use that you will see it recommended for is, is skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, but... There have been pills of black salve sold for cancer as well as hepatitis, HIV, SARS, avian flu. Um, They're even marketing it for pets now. Uh, We've talked about Weston Price and his legacy on this show before. Good old Weston Price. The Weston Price Foundation writes about its effectiveness and has uh, DIY recipes for you so that you can make your own at home. Yeah, cut out the middleman. Yeah, if the Weston Price Foundation is involved, you know that you're dealing with some high quality, honest uh, evaluation. <laughs> I, I feel like they like the Weston Price Foundation now is just looking for fake stuff that they can just get behind. Like it's not part of like they don't have any. They're just like, yeah, I'll get behind that fake thing too. Is that fake? Sure. I feel like if we found them, they would be led by like Jenny McCarthy, Jidney <laughs> and Sustin are evil doppelgangers from another dimension. <laughs> they are the anti us. Uh, the FDA has written letters to companies to stop various advertising practices because they'll say like, this is for cancer and you're not allowed to say that now. They have, they have formally said this, this cannot be used for cancer, but you can still sell it. And a lot of these websites are very good at finding ways around it. Like 
Throughout history, people have used this for cancer. Wink. But then they don't claim that you can use it for cancer. And then they always put those disclaimers like this is not meant to be a medical treatment for anything or whatever. And that that flies under the radar. Um, The Australian government had to take action this year because one of these cases we talked about was well publicized in Australia, I think, in April of this year. And so they have warned patients about it and put a lot of information about it online so that people will know this is fake. Um, So the bottom line is it's fake. It doesn't work. It definitely does harm. Uh, There is no evidence that it discriminates between regular cells and cancer cells, so it'll just destroy cells. And even if you want to theorize that it has at some point destroyed a skin cancer on somebody's arm, uh, it has done it in a, I would say, very inelegant way. It's destroyed all kinds of tissue that wasn't necessary, and we have safer, better ways of doing that now. Mm -hmm. So even if you want to argue that maybe it worked one time in one testimonial, well, we have better ways of treating skin cancers, especially when we're talking about things like squamous cell and basal cell, which can usually be treated with um, in-office procedures, and they're unlikely to metastasize or, or go anywhere else. These, these are usually things that you can handle pretty easily with a dermatologist. Even if you need something more advanced like Mohs surgery, it's a better way to do it. It preserves a lot more tissue, and you're not dealing with 17 plastic surgeries to correct the damage that this unregulated, untested, unproven, uh, over-the-counter. You have no idea what kind of ingredients are in it, how much zinc, how much blood root. You have no clue black salve that you bought. You have no idea what it's going to do to you. Um, You know if you go to a dermatologist or a doctor and have these things taken care of. Uh, It doesn't work. People die. Um, This is not an alternative. All it does is ensure that instead of... um, all it does is ensure that you're you're going to die in pain and disfigured. Well, that's so not I a good this product. is I would um, even say a bad product. And again, I think that when it comes to cancer treatments, you find a lot of these because our cancer treatments are not perfect yet. Cancer is hard. We don't have it all figured out. No. And yes, there are lots of side effects. And sometimes despite all of the best treatments that we have available, it doesn't work. But that doesn't mean that there's some secret that some guy on the internet can sell you that will fix it all. Nobody's hiding it from you. Nobody's hiding it. You've just got a lot of smart, hardworking scientists who are still trying to figure it out and turning to things like Black Sav. Again, it just makes sure that you're going to suffer more and you're going to pay money to a charlatan who does not care about you or your health or safety, only cares about making money off of your desperation. So There you go. Don't use black sap. Don't use black sap. Period. Uh, folks, thank you so much for uh, listening to our program. We hope you've enjoyed yourself. Uh, please buy our book. It's on Amazon. Uh, and now you can listen to our book. Yes, that's right. Ouroboros. The snake has eaten its own tail. The po- the book based <laughs> on a podcast is now an audio book you can listen to. Embrace it, folks. Don't run from it. Embrace it. Sydney and I had recorded. it. Mm-hmm. Now you can listen to it. Uh, we hope you you enjoy that. That's on Audible, uh, a previous sponsor of ours. And uh, thanks to Max Fund Network for letting us be a part of their extended podcasting family. Thanks to the taxpayers for using their song "Medicines" as the intro and outro of our program. And thanks to you for listening. Until uh, next time, my name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. And as always, don't drill a hole in your head.
MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.